How you doing, everybody? Tim from Ski Rex Media here once again with a brand new episode and a brand new interview. Another local, local to Vermont anyway, not far from me here at the HQ, but local to Vermont knows what I'm talking about when I talk about certain things. And oddly enough, local to the same area of New Jersey that I lived in for many, many years. But we'll get into that when we get into the interview. But first, shameless plugs. Yes, they say you should put those first. I hope it doesn't turn anybody off or turn anybody away. I try to keep them quick, but I like to ramble. And if you're a fan, you know I like to ramble. And these intros kind of drag on and on and on. And I just like to keep talking. You know that. But anyway, if you don't know that, it does tend to happen. But thank you for joining this Rex Media community. Now, if you are new here or even if you're not, please remember to subscribe, whether you are watching on YouTube or Rumble or listening on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, Stitcher, so many audio-only platforms, apps you can use. Use your favorite and then like, follow, or subscribe to the Ski Rex Media Podcast. You will always know when the new episodes come out. I get notifications for myself all the time, but I do that mainly just to make sure that went through. So please like, share, follow, subscribe, all that thing. Also, the big three on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and LinkedIn too if you want to do some business. You know what I'm saying? And then you can go to Skirex Media Merch Shop and hook yourself up with some Skirex Media Merch and really show, really show your fandom. And Or you can go to Patreon and sign up there, subscribe there for some other extra content and you can show your fandom there, which I will appreciate as well my bank account. Now, that the shameless plugs are done, and please, again, I know I like to play around with those, but subscribe, you know, let me know I'm doing good. Comment, like, tell your friends, please share. I would appreciate that the most. Um, my bank account would appreciate the other things the most, but if we get the name pushed, we get the name pushed, and that's what I like, notoriety. In any case, on to the interview section section segment for this week. Um, this week, we talked to a local here in Vermont, Wendy Clinch from theskidiva.com. She founded it. She runs it. She writes for it. And we have a great conversation here. She is the first lady to be on the Ski Rex Media Podcast. Isn't that interesting? And we talk about how that happened in the interview as well. It was kind of a, kind of a tongue-in-cheek kind of story if you will maybe maybe not i don't know i thought it was funny and and, but she responded and then she was a guest right right so check this out kind of an awesome interview she has all kinds of stuff to talk about and we talk about all kinds of stuff here on the interview to the point where we even kept talking afterwards but we'll get to that at the end enjoy the video thanks for watching thanks for listening and i'll see you on the other side of it ladies and gentlemen ladies specifically this time because that's what I was asking for, and that's how I got this wonderful woman right here to come onto the program. Actually, I just asked. She's very nice, so it was very easy. Wendy Clinch from theskidiva.com. How are you doing, Miss Wendy? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful fall day, just waiting for the snow. It is a wicked beautiful fall day. For those who... All right, I told a few people, don't bother coming up. The leaves are going to be kind of bogus this year. Oh, no, no, no. no. I was kind of wrong. I was Vermont wrong. is fall central. Maine is good, New Hampshire is good, but Vermont is number one. Oh, yeah. For years, I I used to see this as a kid growing up here, all this and that. But this year, I looked outside, and I see that my yard is just every tree is already on the ground. It's done. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, in my yard, it's done. But everywhere else, oddly, um, is actually looking pretty good, and I didn't think it was going to. So, But then I'm not the almanac. I'm not not anybody. Right. It's Um, late i'm waiting for the first frost we're a little late with that but yes. uh, yeah yeah i i, I agree 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so let's get down to business here, Miss Wendy. Um, for those who don't know, I'm sure I know she has a very large audience, many accolades, um, award winning in some cases. Um, let's just tell everybody who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, I am the founder administrator of the skidiva.com, which for those of you who don't know, is the, um, the leading online community for women who love to ski. So the website consists of um, a forum where people can come and, or women exclusively can come and talk about anything and everything ski related, gear, technique, travel, um, anything they want to talk about skiing. And it also consists of a blog where once a week, generally I post about something to do with, with skiing, whatever. So, uh, yeah. So I've had it since um, I started it in um, 2006. So it's been around for a long time for, totally. um, yeah, I mean, in, in the internet world, that's like ancient history, but, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. but we've been around, we have about, um, uh, I think we're approaching 7,000 registered members. You have to register in order to participate on the site. Okay. Um, but we get thousands of people stopping by who just like to, you know, keep track of the conversations and see what's going on and, uh, um, and just enjoy the ski talk excellent excellent and you know for those who are watching the video version not just listening to the audio the website's right up is right here um with the blog right here which the latest post here is what you need to know uh to ski this this year which we'll talk about in a bit because that's a big topic right now because nobody yeah. knows really yeah. what's going on oh, yet much it. <laughs> oh, it, it's ridiculous um yeah. What 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 got you into this idea to start the ski diva? Like, um, you know, was it women's issues, lack thereof, um, whatever it might be? What got you into it? What or what 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 was the inspiration? Maybe I started skiing as a kid. Totally. And, uh, yeah, and and then I stopped. I got to be about 21, 22 years old, and like many women, you know things come up like many people things come up you you know you get married or you start working or you have a baby or this or that and life gets in the way and my husband didn't ski or anything so a long time went by before i started to ski again and when i started to ski again actually it was like close to 20 years when i started to ski again um i looked around and i didn't know anybody any other women besides myself who were skiing they were caught up in the same sort of thing that then i had been caught up in i was living in um suburban philadelphia which isn't exactly a a hotbed of of ski activity although there are a lot of nice ski areas in pennsylvania and a lot uh -huh. of good skiers out of pennsylvania too mm -hmm. but um so I wanted, so I turned to the internet to um, get information on um, gear and technique, and I found a number of other websites, another uh, a number of other ski communities where people were talking about skiing, and they were, you know, they were pr predominantly made up of men. Um, if they saw that you were a woman and asking questions, they automatically assumed that you were a a beginner or not very knowledgeable, didn't know anything. Um, there were a lot of um, condescending comments, um, a lot of uh, sexist comments, a lot of misogyny, not that okay. all, but there a fair amount of that. Um, there was a lot of bragging and boasting um, who could huck the this or that cliff. And um, it just wasn't the kind of atmosphere that I was looking for. I wanted people who were knowledgeable about 
women's gear and women's techniques. I wanted to find a place that respected women and that treated us as, you know, skiers, not necessarily um, uh, novices or beginners. So since I wasn't finding anything like that, I thought I would just start something myself. And uh, nice. Yeah. So that's that awesome. Started. Yeah. That's awesome. And it, that, that's very interesting to me um, because that's something I never saw. I never saw that part, the negative part, I guess you could say, um, or the negativity given towards women in skiing, recreational or otherwise. Um, I never saw it um, for whatever reason, you know. Um, well, it could be, I mean, first of all, this is going back to 2006. So it's a long time sure. ago. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, you know, if as a man, you might not be as um, aware of it or sensitive to it or totally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like I uh, basically when I say that, I mean, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, I'm just out there. And I, you know, I mean, I, I, I have skied in. Well, I don't snowboard because I'm not good at it, but. Other people have male, female friends of mine, whatever. But you're you're right. The majority of the people I have skied with over the years have always been male. Yeah. Um, yeah. almost almost exclusively. You know, a few here, like I said, snowboard, a few snowboarders, a few skiers. Um, but I'm hoping I'm right in this. I, I that trend is changing. Is that right? Is that wrong? I think it is. I think I think um, there have become there have emerged a lot of really kick-ass women skiers, you know, Michaela sure. Shulman, uh, you know, a lot of people like that. And um, I think that's drawn a lot of attention to the fact that women are just absolutely kicking it up out there and they're great skiers. And um, I think the whole women's movement has changed things a lot. People are more aware of things like that these days that they weren't even in 2006. Sure. Uh, I think that there has become a um, more of a trend towards developing really fine, outstanding women's gear. Before they used to call it shrink it and pink it, you know. It <laughs> oh my God! Painted pink, shrink it down, whatever. Put little flowers on it, or little butterflies, you know. Totally, and, the Lisa Frank thing. Yeah, it was just great, like Barbie skis, you know. Totally. And, that was a thing. It really was. And that is no longer the case. There's great gear out there. And, uh, you know, people are more aware of things like that now. So that's great. I mean, I kind of hope that even in the era of better gear and great gear, there is a Barbie ski out there because I could see the awesomeness in that. I don't know if anybody else could see the awesomeness in that toy collectors or whatever goofy yeah. stuff. Whatever I think that would be fun. When, when, you know, women's equipment, it has little not that there's anything wrong with little flowers and stuff, but it's just, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm not interested in that. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, and I get it. I totally get it. Um, and actually the, about the gear, I have heard that before, how it was, is, was, or is not always easiest to find the right stuff, um, from proper fit to, um, you know, proper size, all, all this from links, um, and whatever it is in size. Um, in fact, I learned more about this um, at the uh, Boston at Ski Expo two, whatever the last one was before the pandemic. Like, uh, two years ago. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I was down there courtesy of Kathy Ben Harris and her turn at the She Shed out of Boston and Sunday was, River. I was at the booth there. Where you, I'm, I must have missed you because I was only there for one day. Uh, and um, I was, huh? I said, me too. I was there for yeah. one day at the booth. 
oh, okay, then dang, we I, I must have been the other day. I but went down Donna, there to talk. It's Donna Weinbrecht, who's yep, a, I, who's amazing. Talk about an amazing woman skier. I mean, she, you know, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, I, I had fun talking to Donna, Donna Weinbrecht too because uh, I lived in New Jersey for many years. She's from Jersey, so we kind of yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, me too. Me too. There you go. So yep. yeah, New Jersey. New Jersey is the center of the universe. People don't believe it. It's 100% fact. I have run into people in New Jersey that I grew up with here who I should never have seen again. And Sayerville, they're there. Seaside Heights, Point Pleasant, Newark, you name it. Ocean County. Me too. I lived in Jackson and Lakewood. There you go. See, this is, <laughs> I've proven this a million so times. Funny. Too funny. Yeah, that part of New Jersey is absolutely like a Bermuda Triangle, but it, it draws people in. You don't lose them. Yep, I went Very up a few years ago, uh, started talking to some guy who was from that area, and it turned out he was my ex-sailing instructor. Oh, there you go. See, I'm telling you, it is the center of the universe. Right, people don't believe it. Here, That's anyway, all right. Yeah, But there are, I mean, people from skiing, <laughs> people who are into skiing come from all over the place, you know? I mean, yeah. on my site, for for example, at the ski, mm -hmm. we have women from all over the country, from down south, North Carolina, Virginia, Florida, you know, all over the world. It's it's amazing. And in in a way, like in a community like that, you can connect with all these people. And some of these people are unbelievable skiers. At the Ski Diva, we, get, we have um, get-togethers a couple mm -hmm. times a year, we get together out west, and we have we call them Diva West and Diva East, and um, people travel. I give them a lot of credit for just showing up and not knowing anybody, and just to join in with people they met on the internet, which I think must be a really really scary thing. But they come because they feel like they've developed connections online, yeah. and they come from all over. And some of the best skiers I've encountered. There was this one woman from. Um, Pennsylvania, who was the most unbelievable skier. Now, she ended up becoming an instructor at Big Sky. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. She moved out to Big Sky and, oh, just an incredible skier. So if you're from New Jersey, Pennsylvania, doesn't matter. You know, there's great skiers everywhere. That's so awesome. That is awesome. And that is true. I've met people from, you know, pick your skill level from all over the world, um, that was one of the beauties of working in the industry at the time I did. I worked at Mount Snow when I was in high school back in the late nineties. And, and, and we, you know, every year we had kids coming up from South Africa to work and Australia and all over Europe and Asia and you name it. I've, I've talked to people who ski and ride from everywhere. Right. Um, you know, and it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's really is a sport that could be universal if people would let it be, um, or if they weren't scared of the cold more, more, <laughs> most people I have taken and introduced to it have backed out because like, dude, it's cold. I'm like, yeah, I know it's cold. It's cold. And you know what? I'm, I'm not very big. You can't really tell here. I'm five one and sure. I weigh, I weigh about, you know, 112. I don't have a lot of layers, you know? Mm -mm. And I have to dress. I hate the cold. I hate being cold. But you just learn to dress for it, you know? I mean, yeah. if I didn't have boot heaters and heated gloves and really great gear, I would just, I don't know if I could stand it. But I'm out there. I'm out there almost every day. I ski almost every day. Not weekends and not holidays, but I'm out there all the time. So, and if I yeah. can, anybody can do it. 
yeah, the cold, you can get around it. And I get it. Some people are different. I'm different now. There was a time. I remember when I moved to New Jersey after growing up in Vermont, everybody would laugh. They're like, my goodness, you're just wearing a T-shirt. I'm like, so? They're like, it's February. I'm like, it's only 20 degrees. It's fine. It's not cold yet. But I spent a year and a half living in Las Vegas, came back. It was it. Desert ended it. Um, But that's going to be a great ski town, too, because not just because of Lee Canyon, but there, there will be an indoor ski hill there. Um, speaking of New Jersey, have you tried the indoor thing yet? I have not. I have oh. not. You know, living here in Vermont, you just kind of get out of that whole traffic thing and just driving down to New Jersey five hours or so. It's just, oh, I just can't face the traffic. I really can't. And I get that 100%. Um, yeah. Lord knows the reason I learned my way around the back roads of Ocean County, Monmouth County, and the surrounding areas was to stay off the parkway, the parking lot, to stay off the turnpike, to stay away from these things, to get away from Route 9, all of it. Um, There are women on my site who have been to the indoor hill, and they think it's great. I mean, just to to be able to go skiing in August when you're just really feeling like, oh, you want to get out there, and it seems like ski season was so far back, and it's it's just stretching out ahead of you until you get there. And but now they have that fire and yeah. I don't know if they're open again. Not they, yet. Not yet. Not yet. That was unfortunate no. because there was one woman on my site who just got a new pair of boots and she wanted mm-hmm. to go down and try them out and, and she couldn't go because of that. So, but there yeah. are ski divas who have met up in, uh, in the place in, in New Jersey and have really enjoyed it. I'm pushing that on everybody. There's two things I push here at Ski Rex. Well, there's a lot of things I push, but two recently have been indoor skiing quite a bit um, because I loved at the time we went and we kind of beat the traffic, but we went in October of last year. So we were still pandemic. So there was no traffic. It was very weird. I've never seen the New York State Thruway that empty. It was very creepy. Um, And I pushed the Indy Pass as well. um, Very hard. And I love that thing. And I love Doug Fish. And it, it's a wonderful thing. Um, do you all talk about that at all? The Indy Pass? Uh, Indy Pass. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people are really into that. I think it's a great like it. thing. I really do. It's great that these independent areas have banded together. And, and it's, a, it's a way that people can, can get off the big mega resort path and go try a lot of different areas. It's economical. It's great. It, it is. It's wonderful. It is. Um, but... To get away from the Indy Pass for the first time in like weeks, um, because just because we both live in Vermont, you live closer to Killington than I do. I remember your return address. Not, I don't remember it, but I remember where the town Never was. Ever. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I remember. Um, so is Killington your mainstay, or do you shoot down to Okemo over to Pico, or just travel? No, I I get around a lot. I really do. Mm. I live between Okemo and. Killington. I live about seven minutes from Okemo. Sure. And I live about 20, 25 minutes from Killington. So sometimes I go up there. Sometimes, most of the time, I go to Okemo because my friends ski there. So, you know, so I go there. I go down to Stratton quite a bit. Um, Love Stratton. That's 40 minutes or, yeah, about 35 minutes, 40 minutes from here. Um, That's the great thing about Vermont is that the so many ski areas that are within a, a, a short trip. I love Sugarbush. That's one of okay. my favorite, favorite places. That's not that far. You know, it's an hour and change, but that's a great hill. Med River is up there. 
you know, Bromley is here. Magic, of course. You have my magic t-shirt on. Nice. Magic nice. is down there, right down in Londonderry. Um, so there are a lot of options. Burke, you can't forget Burke with the Burke Academy. Michaela Schifrin went there. Yep. So, I don't know. Have you ever skied at Burke? Never skied Burke. I've been there during the summer, but not in the winter. It's lovely. It's just a, it has these meandering trails. I love the old, I'm an old school skier. I'm old, so I'm an old school skier. And I love the trails that wind around and everything. It's one of the things I really love about Sugarbush. There's like a surprise around Enmere River. There's a surprise mm -hmm. around every corner. You know, I really like that. Um, yeah. Pike always like that. Killington Sister place. Have, mm -hmm. It's fantastic i love pico um and jay up north jay peak um, going there this year oh it's <laughs> oh, you are right on the border when you're at jay peak i mean you are on the border and um they've had a tough time as you know we've had a lot of financial problems um they are probably going to get acquired by somebody and it'll be interesting to see what happens with that um so it remains to be seen. I don't think Vale is interested. That's what I've heard. But, you know, it's it's what? kind of off the beaten path. It's They get a lot of Canadian skiers. And yeah. the uh, pandemic was really hard on Jay. Mm -hmm. Because of that, they weren't getting people over the border. But it's a great mountain. It really is fun. You have to get up there and ski it. Yeah, I'm going up there this year. They're still on and remaining on the Indy Pass. So I'm going to exploit that the best oh, I can. Yeah. yeah, you should. Um, just recently on social media, one of, one of the guys up there or a local from that area uh, did a bit to mess with people. Well, I guess he had a photo of himself and someone who works there. I can't remember who the names, someone in one of the offices, and they had their veil shirt on and just kind of put it out there as if oh, it were I a done deal. That. I saw Right? That. Yeah. I was like, dude, come on. You can't do that to people because I think the locals up there would riot. Yeah. Oh, and, and uh, speaking of veil, also there's Stowe. Yep. You know? is a phenomenal mountain you can't forget Stowe. you know it's very nice um the yeah. town is nice everything's nice the town is beautiful so since you are a vermonter and you're talking about how um there's all the places to visit two things about that um one i have i've gone through your website i've read stuff you have tips you have tricks um you would agree i assume something i push you know people talk about costs i was like buy the pass that you can abuse like that way when the math is done you've skied for three dollars a day or whatever it right. is have, right my, as my husband says he doesn't even like skiing that much he just has to bring the cost down <laughs> yep and i'm with i i get it i get it um but we people like where especially where we live almost on this dead center line of the state yeah. we can right abuse the, green, the spine of the green mountains yeah we can abuse any one of them except for like mountain collective there's like two in the east but um, if I remember correctly, but we can abuse icon, we can abuse epic, we can abuse Andy, the freedom pass, like dear Lord, like all of it, we can abuse it. And it's wonderful. There's that. But all these mountains that Wendy's talking about, some, they're not on interstates necessarily. They're on, they're not. A, which is a good thing. Get off the interstate, drive through the beautiful roads of Vermont, enjoy it. You know, you don't have to just book it to get to the mountain skiing is not just about booking it skiing is about enjoying the environment enjoying your surroundings so get off the interstate if you want to be on the interstate go to loon you know yep. you mm -hmm. get on 91 and you just go right there not that there's anything wrong with that people's time is valuable it's limited but 
I don't know. I think you got to take the slow lane sometimes, you know? And that was actually my point. Like so many awesome drives to get to these places. Yeah. Like, like, it, like it's interesting if you come from this direction to go to Bolton Valley and you're on that's, this. It's another great Vermont resort. I love Bolton Valley. I love that you place. I have never skied at Bolton. Oh, you should get up there and try it. I'm going to. This year, I've made it my mission. I'm going to go to Bolton. I'm dying to go there. I hear the tree skiing there is outrageous, so I really want to go there. It looks it. I'm past my tree days. Not doing that anymore. But it, it the mountain is great. Like um, I, I've stopped telling my stories because it makes it sound like the mountain's bad. I'm like, no, no, no. I had problems. The mountain's awesome in a way i can't explain i'll put it up there and get right side by side by killington straight up straight up like i loved it and i i do love it um but as you drive toward it on route two you actually come up and you have 89 kind of sitting that yeah. median you're on route two but that's about it for interstate the rest you go through waterbury and you're rolling past these farms and you see the cow all this postcard stuff that you know we see from vermont it's awesome and there's like six different ways to go. Yeah. For instance, I when I worked at Mount Snow as a teenager, we all finally got our driver's license, American Skiing Company at that time. Right. So it was off to Killington every single chance we got because right. it was all the same company then. So we would go up 100 or we take one of 10 different side roads, um, some of which I can't even remember, some of which you could literally get lost. Um, yeah, yeah. Very um, easy. Excuse me. But yeah, I, I think the travel's part of it. And I think get out there and try because like J Peak. Yeah, J Peak. It's one of the beauties of these multi-resort passes, like the mm -hmm. pass and even the Epic and the Icon Pass, is that you do have the opportunity to try all these different resorts that you know you might not ordinarily get to. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I was gonna say about J Peak. Like I've been near there, I've never quite been there. But you get off the highway and then you're just driving around. Oh, you want to drive around, feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. That's when you go to Burke. I mean, Burke's oh, out there. Burke is out there. It really is. It takes some, and this is from someone who lives in Vermont, used to a lot of back roads, but Burke is way out there. But it's it's worth it. It's worth the trip. Yeah, it's cool. That's a great area. Um, it, it is last the kingdom they call that area. Yeah, last summer I actually lived in St. Johnsbury for a little while. I uh far? No, not at all. Actually, that was the first time I was up there. I found Burke accidentally in like the year 2000. Yeah. I ended up just I was just out driving around. I ended up in Lindenville, took a few lefts and rights, had no idea where I was. Luckily, I found the sign for Burke uh, Mountain. I was like, "Oh, I can get home." I had no idea where I was. And this was before smartphones. Right. Kids. We didn't have them back in the 90s. Yeah. But Vermont's a beautiful place. That's awesome. I, I'm. That's one of the reasons I love that you agreed to come on here because I try to get, I'm trying to get locals, you know, Jeff Hathaway will be on the Ski Rex Media Podcast down there at Magic at some point. Yeah. But we have Wendy, who's a Vermonter, who answered the call when I made an off-color joke about not having any females on the program. Yeah, what's with that? There are so many great women skiers. You could get and, you know, to talk to and i'm sure they're trying to come on i'm trying i think i have a i have a couple of things that go well, against me talking about before you know skiing mm -hmm. skiing is a predominantly a male mm -hmm. thing and also for me i'm still a nobody in this 
So sometimes it's a little hard. <laughs> I can't call up Schifrin's people and be like, dude, can she have 10 minutes? Actually, I might. You never know. But <laughs> no, you never um, she seems pretty cool. I've never met her. I have seen her ski up there. Though at there, you know, there are some GMs of mountains now that are um, women, and that oh, yeah. would be the case. But women are really getting up there in the administration of a lot of these mountains now. Oh, yeah, and, totally. And in, in the hierarchy or in the administration of a lot of these companies, mm -hmm. there are women who are in gear companies. Coalition Skis, for example, mm -hmm. is a company that designs skis predominantly for women and markets them to women. Blizzard has a great, great... Um, uh, women's program, you know, they have a great line of women's skis and it's, uh, what was that? Leslie I was coughing. Sorry. <laughs> Leslie Baker Brown, who does, uh, who does their, um, marketing and, and is in charge of the program. She would be a good person to have on. I'm sure she'd have a lot to say. These are great ideas yeah. and I'm going to totally put them out there because I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying on many levels because like I said, I'm still a nobody, but we're getting there. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Michaela Schifrin and the races, uh, did you hear today the ticket that it will be a ticketed event up there 100% this year? Yes, yes I did. What do you I think did. about that? Well, you got to control the crowds. You know, okay. I mean, we're living in strange times and, uh, you know, what can you do? There's still COVID out there. You know, I'm I'm all for being careful. And uh, but it is a party scene. I don't know if you have you been to the race? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. Um, I went, I think I've been twice. Um, and then last year, of course they didn't have it. So it's exciting, uh, to have it back. And it's especially exciting that it's a Killington because it's a, it's a great race. I hear the racers absolutely love being at Killington. They can hear the crowd all the way at the top. You know how everybody cheers and carries on and i know in some of the races they don't get that kind of feedback from or response from the crowd so they love it they love it and everybody here gets so excited about it because it's an unusual event i mean it's not like something that happens all the time around here yeah. so very very exciting yeah we don't get national sports yeah. here i mean <laughs> or international sports i should say yeah. i mean we can yeah. we we can drive down and see NFL and MLB games and hockey games and stuff like that, but we don't get this. But it's so exciting to see the best in the world coming down that uh, that hill, and everybody's cheering and carrying on, and uh, it's it's an amazing event. If if you people out there, if you haven't been, it's certainly worth going. But I can, uh, getting back to the ticketed part of it, I can certainly understand why that's going on this year. You know, it's yep. strange times. I think we're lucky that that we were able to ski at all last year, to be honest. I mean, you know, it, it was, it was a rough season. It was a rough season. I am not the kind of person who likes booting up in my, in my car in the parking <laughs> lot. I know that's, you know, you're not hardcore unless you do that, but I'm sorry. It's just not for me. I'm getting too old for that. You know, I, that's fine. I get cold easily. I don't like it. I don't like walking from the parking lot in my boots and everything. I'm, I guess I'm just not gnarly enough, but I glad <laughs> when those days are over because I think even this year we're going to be doing that. You know? I think you're right. I yeah. think you're right. Um, when we don't have to, and I miss yeah. socializing with my friends in the lodge before we go out to ski. You know, it's just the little things like that that make skiing a really fun thing. Skiing is is yeah, it's about getting down the hill and it's about doing you know improving and getting the best that you can. 
but there's a lot of so socializing that goes on with skiing in the lodge and on the lift and après. And when you take that away, I mean, you still have skiing, but it'd be nice to go back to those other things too. It will. Um, yeah. One of the things we, a group of folks who follow me and whatnot, and I talk with and I actually got to ski with at the end of last year, I did quarantine. Um, actually, I ended my season after that. So it was Vermont. quarantine. There you go. <laughs> ski Vermont, right? We love it. We totally. love it here. Yeah. Um, we uh, we all hope that it, if the some people want to get back in the lodge because it does make some things easier. You're not wrong. Um, eating. God, I, that would be eating. Nice. eating. Yeah. Um, booting up. I was lucky enough to I, I was using a minivan. That I definitely don't mind booting up in because it's practically a lodge on its own. But generally speaking, being in the lodge can help with so much. It makes things so much easier. Yes. But the uh, parking lot opera, though, that's something tailgating people don't want to go away, I don't think. Um, yeah. I know a group of people, they don't want that to go away. And I saw it so many times last year, just grills and things. Yes, and yeah. Music. Old school style. And I was just yeah. like, this is awesome. And I don't want this to go away. Um, a lot of people don't go. It doesn't have to go away, but I almost wonder if it will go it away. But it'd be nice to have the option. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Options are wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, what else? What else was I thinking just a second ago? I should have really gotten a pen and paper out, but that's okay. Um, oh, here's a fun one, um, which I just thought of because those same people have an interest in lost and closed ski resorts and your town is where Plymouth Notch is and Plymouth yes, Notch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's Plymouth right down the road and it's, and they've dropped the price. They have been asking, I think seven and a half million and yep. now it's a steal. It's six and a half million. So Man, for six and a half million, it is yours. I wish I had that six and a half I, million. I drive by it all the time, you know, and then there's another ski area down in, um, Oh, where's that? Down in Winhall, I think, Bonville, down yep. or from Bromley. That's mm -hmm. that's a steal. But I think the, the lodge burned down and there weren't any lifts or anything. Or I mean Is that for sale now? Yeah, Snow Valley, I think it's called. That's it, Snow Valley. A, a friend of Yeah, I think it's only like a million or something. I don't think they're asking that much. I oh, I, I, I no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sorry. It was four, I think it was four million. I think Even it was go on zillow and look it up but I, yeah. I did not realize snow valley was for sale my one of my best closest been friends for almost 30 years he lives right on he lives you could walk to it like we know it's there we didn't go up there because i thought it was private property so we didn't walked, go up there. I walked up there okay so Actually, see i didn't I'm, know that i'm sure it is private property but i've walked up there that's fine too um i didn't know i went down snow valley road once thinking i could get into manchester without going to the main road and was wrong <laughs> you can't do that but we found out about that place i would love to buy that i'd love to buy that and not even reopen it i'd like to just build a house on it yeah Mine. yeah yeah Limit that's one thing about that's the other thing about Vermont as many ski areas as there are we were talking about them all before yeah. um, there are even more abandoned ski areas places that I used to ski at as a kid that mm -hmm. you know just aren't there anymore and that's kind of a shame that these places the smaller places have shut down and gone away because they are they're feeder areas really for mm -hmm. larger areas they're great places to learn to ski um, and 
I mean, over in Brownsville, which isn't that far from here, the town mm-hmm. actually bought the shutdown a Scutney ski area and yep. turned it into a community ski hill. And it was a great way of of how they came together. First, they just had a rope tow, and now they've installed a um, a T bar. And as a matter of fact, last year during President's Day, I really wanted to ski, but I didn't want to fight with the lines at at Okemo or Killington or any of the other areas around here. I went over to um, a Scotney to Brownsville and I just went up and down the little T bar and it was, it was 15 bucks. There were a lot of family, $15 families there, you know, people having a great time, very old school. They do not have snowmaking. They have very minimal grooming, but we had a good snow year and there was good coverage. And, um, and I had, you know, a couple hours, it was fine. You know, you're not going to be doing anything, um, gnarly you know you're not going to be doing anything that's that's too difficult but it was fun it was fun i had a really good time i've heard so many good things about into the dark here yeah a little bit (laughs) that sun's moving quick i know i know but i don't want to go inside it's so beautiful out oh i get that it's it is a perfect vermont day a little warm for my taste but yeah i'll deal with it um Scotney, I've heard so many good things about what they're doing down there. And I haven't been there. There's a lot of places, you know, people ask me, did you ever get like Maple Valley down there on the other side of Brattleboro? No, it was closed when I started. Um, I didn't start, I didn't ski for the first time until 1991. I was 12. Um, So I I just hadn't done it. It was closed. Hogback, you know, I lived in Wilmington. There was a kid. That one's cool. That one's cool because you can still ski it. There's volunteers who go up there and cut back the trails every fall. And I think you can you can hike up it for sure. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, you totally yeah. can. Yeah. Um, if for those who are into the uphill thing, I want to try that this year. I think I got to get some uh, equipment to do that. I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, the some of the history. I mean, Vermont's full of history anyway. All of New England. You drive around a corner, you're gonna find something, and you likely didn't know it. You know, I've been here almost my entire life studying this stuff, and I still don't know it all. Um, and find things all the time, but skiing, gosh, I found, I found, uh, uh, what was at once, I think it was called Mount Tom. Yeah, it was over in Woodstock. Yeah. And, uh, at one point it and suicide six were the same, uh, people, but I drove by that thing a few times, always wondering, I was like, gosh, that, that looks like it could have been a ski hill at some point. Come to find out it was, um, Woodstock's you know, got a lot of ski history. You know, when I was a kid, uh, I used to get Ski Magazine, of course. Yeah. And um, I would read about Suicide Six. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that name sounded just so amazing. I thought if only I could ski a Suicide Six, my life would be perfect. Well, about, I guess it was maybe about 12, 13 years ago, I went over and I skied at Suicide Six. And you know what? It's a very sweet little area. It really is. It's owned by the Woodstock Inn, which is a real... Mm-hmm. Fancy Dancy Resort's beautiful. They keep it in really fine condition. It's not crowded. It's a real family place. It's in a beautiful, beautiful area. It's gorgeous over there. The lodge is like a living ski history museum. You know, over there, that was the first um, rope tow in the country. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of history there. Um, It's interesting, though, because you go in and they have, um, like, racing results on the wall from, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like 62 or I don't know, way, way back. And <laughs> the trails, I mean, it's not a big mountain, It's but it's really fun to look at the times, like, you know, 30 seconds or something. 
It is. And that place is awesome. I push it to everyone. I went there for the first time last year. It's an Indie Pass mountain. Um, so I was... I didn't know that it was Indie Pass. Oh, yeah. And I I tell people, you know, it has a quad and a J-bar. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Um, and it's there they can have a blast and the thing about that you don't have to worry about them getting lost or anything because it's a good size everything comes right back down to the lodge you know it's not like where somebody you know you can lose somebody over there for the rest of their lives or you know but you just you can set the kids loose and you're not going to lose them yeah no suicide six is great i i suggest that place to everybody i love it um like i've been there a couple times i can go there in the summer and you know hike up it because it's not hard beautiful i ride my bike around there sometimes it's a beautiful yeah. area. the whole the whole area is lovely yeah woodstock is amazing visit woodstock uh don't try not to go through the center of town for traffic <laughs> now do you ski out west i've never skied out west the opportunities i had because like i said i lived in las vegas for a year and a half went up to lee canyon didn't ski it Never went into Utah, never went into Arizona, never shot down in New Mexico or California, never did it. Yep. Yeah. Well, we, I, I go out West, um, once or twice a year, you know, and I've been doing it for a number of years. And as I told you before, we have these ski diva trips. We have diva West and diva East. Usually the women from the East always go to diva West, but the people from the West don't come to the East. So a few years ago, one of them did. Nice. We've had a few. And she was terrified because she'd heard all these horrible stories about skiing. Because, you know, you ski the powder, you're out in the West. It hides a multitude of sins. But when you get on that hard pack, you know, you get on that ice, it's unforgiving. And you really have to know what you're doing. It's real technical skiing. She, We were up at Stowe and she was just totally terrified. Luckily it was spring skiing and the snow was kind of soft, but she was, she was fine, but she, she just loved coming. I mean, she thought it was great. Oh yeah. I say go yeah. back and forth from Utah. <laughs> Utah people love it out there. I tell everybody who skis in the West, come East, man. Like not, none of the pride stuff, none of the, you know, this versus that just come check it out. Cause it's, it's different. different. It's a whole different dynamic, you know, out yeah. in the West. it's more destination resorts. These are more local, you know, or yeah. regional. So you're not getting the people from the same thing, the people from all over the world like you do here. But it's it's big mountain skiing out there. It's great. Uh, that's the that's the part that stops me. That altitude sickness. I tell I talk about this all the time. That kicks me in the tail every single time. It takes a few days to get used to it. It really does. I mean, I some places are pretty high, like A Basin is really yeah. high. You can't go there your first day. You know, and no, I mean, I found myself being kind of short of breath, dizzy a little bit after a few days. Um, it kind of goes away, but it, it takes some getting used to. It really does. It does. And I, I tell people, I like, look, if I'm going to go there, I need like an extra two days on one side. <laughs> you, do. you need it. You need to come like a day early. And uh, but I don't even think that's enough. I really don't because I, I can be there for, you know, a week and I still feel it. Yeah, it, it's it's so high. It's so high. The highest I've ever made is 9,300. It was brutal even at that. And I have known people who have gone out and gotten pretty bad altitude sickness. So, you know, it can and it can happen at any time. I mean, you can go out there half a dozen times and then the next time you go, you can get sick. So, yeah. Just, oh, yeah, it's true. It can happen. Even if it yeah. has affected you before, it can happen. So we don't have to worry about that here in Vermont. We don't have no. altitude sickness. 
No, we don't do that. I actually have a friend. She can go up skiing and don't worry about altitude sickness. There you go. You might get bored (laughs) if you're into a nightlife type of stuff, but that's only if you're into that. Yeah. Um, So speaking about West and the East, you talked about the ski diva meetups. Are you still doing that with COVID-19 and all this other stuff? Last year we didn't last year. In fact, it was, it was interesting. We were going to have our first trip to Europe. And it was, I've never skied in Europe before and I really wanted to go. And as it turned out, the place where we were, where we had been planning to go was the ground zero for COVID all of Europe. So we didn't, so we didn't go anywhere, but we are planning to go this year. Um, And we've done it every year. And it's a great way to get to know the women uh, on a personal level. I mean, you do develop a rapport with the women on the forum, you feel like you know these people. And I think that's what makes it so easy for women. As I said before, they were, I thought they were so brave for coming to these events when they really don't know anybody, you know, personally. Mm. But I think you do develop friendships online and you do feel like you get to know them. For example, I see you all the time in Twitter. I don't know you at all. We've never met, even though we share an Ocean County background. We've Mm. never met. But, you know, you do get a sense for people and uh, some ways that's good, some ways that's bad. Some people, they get behind the computer keyboard and they kind of let it all hang out, you know, and you guess it's not good, you know. But on the Ski Diva, um, for the most part, people are very friendly, very supportive. Um, You know, you don't have a lot of uh, we don't have a lot of problems. I have moderators and I hardly ever have to use them because good. Everybody is very well behaved, you know, for the most part. We've had a couple dust-ups over the years. I mean, it's been since 2006. So, you know, we've we've had a few. But yep. for the most part, people are, are very supportive and very friendly. And uh, and it's really turned into a very nice environment. That's I, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually going to ask if the Ski Diva site and your forums and everything – one of the biggest problems in modern day times online is hater stuff. And you get haters with everything. You do. People can be, this is what I'm saying. People can be horrible online, you know, wicked, bad, wicked, bad, terrible. And, but for the most part, um, you know, on my site, that isn't really the case. You know, as I said, we've had a few issues, I think since 2006, um, you know, I can ban people from the site. I think I might have banned five people. Oh, that ain't bad. Which isn't bad. No, that's it's almost nothing. That's literally almost nothing. It really is literally almost nothing. You know, people um, are pretty good. That's awesome because the hate stuff, like right now, the big hate here. Well, I think one of the biggest hater things right now going on is the the powder announcement with the fast pass stuff. Uh, and and I, I said it was a sucker bet. Personally, I was like, I, if it works great for them, what do I know? I'm not in mountain operations, but people are just losing are their mind. Losing their minds. They really are. But, you know, this is nothing new. This kind of a fast pass thing has been around for many years. I mean, Okimo, I know, had something. I don't I don't think they still have it. I don't know. But before Vail took over, they used to have something called a gold card. And um, you paid a certain amount and you could go to the front of the line. And I think Killington has tried it before. Stratton, I think, has had it. Um, a lot of places have had it. Now, sometimes I think uh, it does get taken away because people don't like it during the week. I don't think I'm a weekday skier. 
I don't feel the need for, yeah, you too. I don't feel the need for something like that. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it, it does bother me. It does. I'm okay. not, it does. It bothers me. I think skiing is an elite enough sport. I think that, um, that adding all these little charges for parking, you know, for this, for that. Now, I know these charges, you know, the, the price of passes has come down. These are businesses. They have to earn money. They got to make it up somewhere. I think they're making it up in volume, though, personally, because they've sold. I think I read somewhere that Vail has has um, sold like 40. Was it 42 percent or something like that? More it's about that. And that worries me a little bit, too. It's kind of a double edged thing. I'm all for making skiing accessible, more accessible to people. And you're not going to do that if the prices are so high. But the day passes are so high. You know, they want you to buy into the passes. But the day passes are crazy. And it makes it hard for someone to just come out and try the sport for the day, which is how you get people into the sport. They come and they try it maybe for the day. And that's why, you know, these independent resorts like, you know, like Bromley or um, Suicide Six or these smaller resorts, even though the little T-bar over in Bromley, or not Bromley, I'm sorry, Brownsville, where you can ski for 15 bucks. You yeah. know, that's where you get people into the store, into the, into not into the store, into the sport. So, well, into the ski shop too, into yeah. the sport. And if you have the day ticket prices so high, people don't want to shell out three, four hundred, five hundred dollars right away for a pass. Yeah. Because for them, it's not going to pay. So that's a problem. Where was I starting? Oh, about the um, the fast track thing. Yeah, it just yeah. it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. You know, I I don't think it's it's not good optics. You know, you know, yeah. line of people who are super privileged and I don't know. I I don't know. It just it it bothers me. Things like that, nickel and diming, and uh, it just bothers me. Yeah. Well, I'm like you. I'm a weekday skier. If I'm going on a Tuesday, I absolutely don't need this uh, unless it's the Tuesday during President's Week, the Tuesday right. during Christmas Week, right. you know, and I'm not going on those days likely. Um, yeah, no, I see it as the sucker's bet. Uh, recently, I, 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 I likened it to a, a casino game because I do love casinos um, called Let It Ride. There's a dollar bet that you can make with every hand. It's a poker variant. And, you know, I learned it in Atlantic City, go Jersey again. Um, but professionals call it a sucker bet because it doesn't pay off nearly as often. You say, well, it's just a dollar. And then I'm like, well, that dollar adds up. This is the same thing. It's three or four lifts per mountain. And if you're staying on those lifts, which you're not or yeah, they're not a person. It's, it's more than that. I don't know if you looked at the list for Killington. Oh, did it get more than that? I forget. Like both of the gondolas. It's yeah. uh, Needle's Eye, which I, I love that area. Um, I think superstar. So yeah, they are the big lifts. They're the big lifts, yeah. but they are the lifts that you very often want to take, you know, so, eh, maybe it'll work out for them. If it works, it works. I don't know. That's some Disney world level, level stuff. Yeah. But that's a different, I mean, we all are under well, the ski industry and, and, and theme parks are all under the hospitality recreation well, umbrella, I but it's, I mean, it is a business. They, they have to make money. If yeah. they don't make money, they're not going to stay open and that's not good for anybody. No, that's not. I think Vail has a lot of money, you know? I don't think they need a lot of money. I don't think they need to do this, you know? No. I just don't think it's, it's, like, it's not good optics, you know? It's, it's not. It's a good customer relation. It's not the spirit of skiing. 
It's not. Exactly. And and I agree with it's you. It's not the soul of skiing. That's why you got to go to like magic, you know? Go to magic. You and even the soul of skiing. Yeah, and even like you said, a small place like a Scutney or even out on the other side of I forget what town it's in, but Cochran's over there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's a like great place. Great. 10 or 15 yeah. bucks. Yep. They have a great um, learn learning to ski program over there. You know, the Cochrans are out on the hill. I mean, they are there. You know, this wonderful, amazing ski family. Yeah, they are not only on the hill. They got that. They got the one who's a, a pro racer. Yeah, uh, Ryan Cochran Siegel. Yes, amazing. What a legacy. I have yeah. a, was a woman from the Ski Diva who lives up at um, not far from Mad River Glen, and she took lessons from Barbara Cochran. I mean, there you go. How great is that? You know, how and, often do you have the chance to learn from an Olympian? She's like an intermediate skier. How often mm -hmm. do you get that? Now, Donna Weinbrecht does uh, clinics over at um, Killington. Again, mm -hmm. an Olympic skier, you know? Yeah, and a very good one. Style gold medal. You mm -hmm. can go and take lessons with her. I've done it. It's see? incredible, you know, to see her go down the moguls. Her ponytail doesn't even bounce. It's just amazing how she does it. It's like, well, that's how it's done. And she makes it look so incredibly, incredibly easy. You know? Ow. Only Ow. because she's worked at it and done it a I mean, million times, you know? Yeah, that's her cup of tea. That's why it's easy, because she can do it, you know? it's. But you can do that here in Vermont. Now, that's not fair, because out west you can take lessons from Olympians, too. I know you can. Sure. Okay. But... But you're not wrong. It's places like Cochran's, Scotney, uh, Northeast Slopes up here. Even the Memorial Park T-Bar in Brattleboro. That's where I learned how to ski. Oh, really? Um, yeah. It's it, Check those places out. People, yes. I feel like one of the things I try to kill, whether no matter the stereotype, is I try to kill them because I'm done with it. I'm out of it. I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear it. So anytime. And I've had people when I was in New Jersey. Let's go. Dude, I'm not doing that rich man sport. I was like, do I look rich to you, man? Yeah. There, <laughs> like, are no. ways, there are ways to ski, even if you don't have a lot of money. There are. But yeah. it, it does bother me that, you know, the day, as I was saying about the day tickets, you know. Yeah. So high. People don't want to spend that kind of money. Although exactly. there are smaller areas you can go to and, and get into it that way. Yeah, so, and that's what I suggest options. to everybody. There are options. You just have to know and you have to really, you have to have kind of a, you need a, a, a guide, someone who can, you know, help you get see your path through learning how to ski and mm -hmm. uh, and uh, help you maneuver the tickets and the equipment and everything because it's it can be intimidating. It really can. Which you can do at the skidiva.com. Yeah, you can. We have skiers of, of all levels. That's the thing. It's I don't think that there is, you know, we talk about women skiers. They are not just one big homogenous group, you know. Sure. They come from all different paths. They have all kinds of interests, all abilities. They have different life experiences. They have, they face different challenges. You know, it's just, it's the same as, as co-ed groups. You know, it's the same as male skiers. Everybody has their own thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, everybody faces challenges and everybody has their own baggage with them. And so. Absolutely. I mean, check out the site. Even if you're a guy, like, don't even worry about it. Go. Oh, the, yeah. the, the, the information. The they, just, they just can't register. It's yeah. in the agreement. Don't register. Oh, is it really? I didn't even see yes. that. That's kind you know, of awesome. You have your 
your own. Everything else belongs to the guys. Everything else belongs to the guys. We just want our own little corner of the web where we can get together and have our own little thing, you know, yeah. and so just accept that and roll with it. And anybody can come and read the site. You know, they just aren't there. It is right there. I see it. Yeah. yeah. Then that's the main page. I think, yeah, that's the yep. main. Now, if you go up to the top and you click on the forum, uh, where's that? Get in there. There you there go. go. Yeah. And that takes you to the community where we have all the different categories that you can talk about. You can talk about general skiing, you can talk about ski gear, you can post your gear reviews, ski tips. Uh, you can talk about resorts, family skiing. There's something for everyone. Yeah, it, it, you've done very well with it. Like I've, I've gone through it a few times and you've done great. Um, and it does have all kinds of good information, just, you know, and like ladies get in on it man don't don't be afraid to do it obviously very friendly woman here obviously other friendly people in their community yep it, yeah it, it's, it's a great site i'm very very proud of it and i'm really honored to um have met so many great women i've developed um really long-lasting deep friendships with a number of the people on the site and it's been a real a real life changer for me and i think it has for a lot of the other women on the site too. So, you know, it, it looks great. Love to ski. Just, you know, it's, I am not a computer techie person. So yeah. that for me is the real challenge, the real difficulty in the site. Um, so, but sure. it is what it is. Hey, that's fine, man. We can, you can get around that stuff these days and you got like, there's great photos, great articles, but beyond this, Beyond the practical, the real, the 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 fact, I got your email this morning. I did not know about this. Yeah. You are also a ski author, and at Ski Rex Media, I, <clears throat> excuse I, I've me, written two novels. Mm -hmm. um, they were published by Minotaur Books. Um, they're Ski Diva Mysteries. The first one came out in 2010, and that was called Double Black. And the second one was called Fade to White. And after that. Kind of gave up. It's a lot of work. It is. <laughs> I did it in the off season and, and that was it. But Double Black is very fun. It's about a, um, they're both fun, but Double Black is about a young woman who um, uh, dumps her cheating fiance in Boston, comes up to live in a small Vermont ski town to become a ski bum. She's sleeping in her car. She has nowhere to stay until one day she discovers um, a ring of keys behind a jukebox in a bar. And it's from one of these maintenance companies that takes care of the condos, you know, in the mountain and everything. And the condos right. empty like 95% of the time. So she takes the keys and she starts sleeping in different condos every night until one, <laughs> you could do it. Maybe you could until one night she unlocks a condo door. And what does she find? <gasps> a dead body. Nice. Yeah. So that, that's what that's about. Yeah, and she has a, a romance with um, a, ski, uh, a ski patroller and everything. And it's, it's, it's a fun book. It's just fun. It's funny because the people I know around here are guessing, now is that bar supposed to be that? And is that restaurant supposed to be that? They're trying to put locations, you know. Nice. And the second, the second book um, is, <laughs> this is kind of funny because it, it's kind of based on something I saw when I was a kid. Um, I was at a ski area. And I saw them filming a mouthwash commercial. Okay. 
That's cool. So Double Black is about a um, a washed up actor, kind of a it's kind of based on Harrison Ford, but he's kind of washed up, and um, and he's at his ski area and he's filming a mouthwash commercial. Oh, that's awesome. He's kind of come down in you know in stature and and until one day he shows up dead. So oh. and it has the same characters from the first um, the first book. Okay. So there's some carry over there, and they're fun. They're just fun. They're light. They're fun. Um, they're not really gory or anything like that. They're a quick a quick read, something to get you through. When there's not ski season, a great Christmas gift. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Good plug. Good plug. Like that. I like that a lot. So I wrote the two. And then after that, um, I kind of gave up. My husband is the real author. I don't know if he's like the real, the real deal. You know, he's okay. Yeah. He's um, his books have won awards and um, he's uh, he writes literary fiction. His first okay. was uh, was named one of the year's best novels by the Chicago Tribune and the um, Washington Post and the Christian Science Monitor. So uh, his name is John Lynch, and he's he's um he's pretty amazing. He's had some great stuff out there, so you should look him up. There you go, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Buy some books, man. It's a good time for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and this actually, you your books. Um, let me pop that back up here. Yeah, this was not on the Ski Diva website, so I didn't even know about it. I had no idea. You you know, it's been a long time since they came out it's kind of in the rearview mirror but you can still get them on uh on amazon and cool. um, and they're fun they're fun so yeah i mean i saw on here um i think it was like if you're if you're an ebook person which i am yeah you can um, get them. Well, sure 5.99 dude that's nothing yeah, cheap you know nothing. cheap cheap yeah i like it man it's like you know like getting a coffee <laughs> it really it really is um <laughs> Now, the thing, when you sent me the email saying, hey, I did this too, I was like, that's brilliant. Like, what perfect timing because I'm talking to other people because skiing, one of the things I think that makes it so, I don't know, wonderful, but really gets it into people's mind to actually try it are the arts, whether it's film, which, you know, I like film and that's even fact or fiction. If you're talking Warren Miller, Nimbus Independent, any one of them, level one, whatever, or the goofy movies, hot dogs, ski patrol, <laughs> out cold, all that books, which you have written, um, painters, photography, you name it, the arts. When people see this stuff, granted, if it's fiction, it's fiction, but it, 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 it builds the picture. It's like, all right, I want to go see the town. I want to see the hill. I want to see the dive bar that all the locals and all the people hang out with. And I think that's wonderful that you are not just have the ski diva pushing that, but you you've also done this. Like that's so awesome to me. Oh well, thank you, thank you. It it was just something I had to try. You know, my husband with his writing, and and I come from a writing background. I used to have a um, my husband and I had an ad agency years ago. So nice. and then when his first book came out in uh, 2007, we shut the ad agency, and I've just been ski bumming pretty much since then. He's continuing right, but I, you know, after I did mine, I thought I'm done. Hey, I mean, I get it. I want to try it too. Science fiction, not mystery. I have a couple ideas kicking for Ski Rex Media Publishing Division, but I think that's awesome. I think you, you, you are like a personification of the lady Vermont ski ball. Oh, hmm. and I, I mean, if I mean, if you think I'm wrong or if I'm being too forward, 
But that's a wonderful thing because you don't see it. You don't talk about it or people don't talk about it. Pardon my using the language poorly. I write every day, too, and you think I could use the language better, but I can't. Um, But anyway, joking aside, that's wonderful. I think what you're doing is great. And now I'm going to check out your two books here, too. Please Um, do. Let me know what you know. Give them a good review somewhere. Oh, oh, I will. Believe me, I've been getting big back into reading. I did just read Dan Egan's book, and that's a wild book. Yeah, I haven't read that yet. That's wild. Yeah, I've met him a few times, but I've never awesome. I haven't read the book. That's awesome, man. This this is awesome. You've got it done. Everybody, SkiDiva.com, WendyClinch.com. Check it out. Register. Buy a book. Do all that. Um, how how um. How uh, how are you with people saying hi if they see you up there at Okimo, Killington, Pico, wherever? You can who I am with the helmet and the face stuff and the goggles, whatever. Hey, more power to you. But I, <laughs> I yeah. It's I like I always say. Yeah. anymore. Everybody's so covered up, you know. I'm oh, short. totally. I'm short. <laughs> there you go. Um, but, a short person. <laughs> there you go, guys. You'd be able to find her very easy. But yeah. if not, that's cool too. But we're all nice people, and that's something I get at. We're very accessible people. Yeah, like you, they really are friendly. You know, every, we get out on the hill, and we're just looking to have enjoy the weather, enjoy the the surroundings. You know, don't lose sight of that. This is for, part of what I was saying before. You know, don't be so taken up with the you know, with the up and down and the speed and whatever, just enjoy the surroundings, enjoy being out in nature. I think that's one of the best things about skiing is just being out there. Absolutely. And I agree. And it's a social sport. And like all of us, like if you've just gotten into ski Rex media for this, this season of it, where I've actually been talking to people, hasn't just been me ranting and raving. you, You find man, all these, all of us are just nice people. We're just looking to get out there and do it. Like we obviously have other lives too. Like, don't get us wrong, but when we're out there, that's the world we're in, and that world is a wonderful world. Please try it. I'll I'll tell you how to get a cheap ticket if you if you need it, and yeah. don't don't overlook the indoor thing because that's cheap and wicked accessible. Right, and don't overlook the smaller areas. the The larger areas get a lot of the attention. The Stowe's and the Killingtons, and mm-hmm. you know, Okemo and uh, Mount Snow, and they get a lot of attention, but. Visit the indie resorts too. You can ski very economically. Um, they're not generally as crowded. You can bring their whole family and have a great time. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's wonderful. And ladies, obviously, it is a ladies sport. Don't don't worry about the stereotypes. I mean, yes, it, there, there are things that happen, but we'll get you in. Trust me. We'll take care of it. We're we good. You're so good. And we'll help you out. You can go with me anytime you want. Right. Like it's fine. Like uh, you know, shoot, my ex-wife, we she she started skiing because of me. So if there's something, I, I guess. Started because of me. It See? Was, yeah. So there you go. I will say, not to get into it, not to make it too silly, because I was trying to be serious about that a little bit, but it's a dater sport, man. Like <laughs> you'll you can meet a thousand people on the mountain on any That's given true. day. Yeah, you can. You can, and it is like if you look around, you can see that's a first date, that's a first date, that's a first date, like that's a first date that they've well, been together too long. Said, don't take lessons from your boyfriend, husband, you know, no. significant other. There's too much emotional baggage that goes with that. Get a lesson from a professional 100% accurate. Uh, yes, 
Yeah, you can see people who are doing that and it it doesn't work. It never works. There's madness down that road. Don't do it. Yeah, I I taught my ex-wife how to ski and we well, ended up getting into it. Yes. Yeah, it, there's a whole thing. Um, but I did. It wasn't because during any I I issue we had while she was learning how to ski, but it would have been better if we would have just gone to a pro. Go to a pro anyway. Go, to a even, pro. Go with a even, pro. Absolutely. Even if your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend is a pro instructor. Don't take a lesson from them. Go to their coworker. Exactly. Exactly. Do doctors don't treat themselves. Just saying. <laughs> That's right. No, she's not wrong. And that is, you know, we're having fun with it, but it, she's being 100% accurate and practical. It's Get, true. It's true. That, it just doesn't work. You bring no. all the other stuff with you and that's not good. And you can't really be the, the person who's giving the lesson is worried about maybe hurting your feelings or this or that. Maybe you're not going to get the best instruction that you could. And plus instructors go through a lot of training, you know, to yeah. know what to look for and to give you the, the drills uh, to teach you the skills that you need. So go with a professional instructor. They, they put a lot of time and effort and energy into, into uh, learning how to teach skiing in the best possible way. So that's what you need to do. That's absolutely what you need to do. And to make it silly again, don't try and get a date with your instructor, male, female, or otherwise. You're just asking for trouble. I know instructors. Anyway, <laughs> Miss Wendy, thank you so much for coming on the program. Thank this you. was it's awesome. Maybe Anything we'll be together this year. Absolutely, because I, I will be at Killington and Pico. I was at Pico for the first time on my birthday last year. I kind of want to get it on it this great. year. Great, I love Pico. It's I would love, I would love to. Tr little little trick about Pico Killington. If you're a Vermonter, New Hampshire, they have Vermont, New Hampshire days. My Pico ticket was forty five bucks on a Monday. Yeah, it's nothing, baby. It's nothing. Yep. I love the tickets. Burke oh yeah, it's Burke has them too. Um, I'm trying to think. I think Jay does. Uh, I don't know about the others, but um, and Okimo used to. I don't think they do anymore. Uh, they used to have, I think it was like Wednesdays or something. But you know, now that Vale's taken over, things have changed. So, yeah. All right. Well, anything else you want to throw out there? Plug anything before we go? Just women should come to my site and join in the conversation, and you'll find some great stuff. Do it absolutely, one hundred percent. Check out her site, ladies. And just come do it. It's fine. Like I said, I'll go with you. I, I, I don't ski very well at all, but I'll still go. I don't care. And nobody cares. It's awesome. Nobody, Thank you, Miss. Everybody's nobody, welcome. Everybody's welcome. Thank you, Miss Wendy. I really do appreciate it. We'll catch you during the winter. And uh, maybe we'll check back in with you during the winter, too. See where the ski deep is at. Okay. All right. Thanks Excellent. a lot. Thanks for having me, Tim. Thank you. And there you have it, everybody. What did you think of that one? I really do hope you enjoyed it, whether you watched it or listened to it. Both are completely fine. Obviously, we had stuff on screen um, that was more, um, well, obviously, the, whoever watched it, watched it. But you didn't really need to. Well, no, of course, you really need to because I was showing her website, which, you know, you should see it. Go check it out. Ski, the ski diva doc. The, the ski, wow, I really butchered that one, didn't I? Check out the skidiva.com, Wendy's website. It's very informative. It's very good. It's it, 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 you'll, you'll enjoy it. And the forum is very good. It's all awesome, as you heard us all talk about. In fact, she was awesome anyway. In fact, we kept talking about for at least 40, 45 minutes 
after the interview ended, after I put stopped recording, we kept talking and just had a conversation. Very cool person. Very nice person. We'll check in with her later in the season and you should see a little, I mean, I'll put it up on social media. Anybody I ski with this year. So Wendy will probably be one of them. And um, that'll be kind of awesome. That'll be kind of fun as well. So I hope you did enjoy this interview. I enjoyed having it, obviously. Um, check out the skidiva.com. Check out wendyclinch.com. All the um, links to her websites will be in the descriptions as well, both audio and video versions. So not a problem for you to find it. I am Tim from SkiRex Media. Remember to check out skirexmedia.com as well for everything SkiRex Media and continue to follow and everything. And I do appreciate it and thank you. And I'm going to have more written stuff out and more podcasts podcast interviews coming out soon um, with John Emery, the Alpine X CEO. We're going to talk about indoor skiing with the other Appenum from the Out of Bounds Network. It's going to be great. Jeff Hathaway, as I said during the episode, has agreed to be on it. We just have to confirm when. Isn't that awesome? The Ski Rex Media train just keeps on rolling down the tracks, baby. The name grows and people love it more and more. And I love you people. We'll see you on the next one, everybody. Stay tuned um, to everywhere that Ski Rex Media is, right? Right. Thank you, everyone, for listening or watching. I'll see you on the next one. Later.